Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Quran journey where we explore and reflect on the sacred verses of the Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and tadabur. As we are not trained and qualified as satizas, we do not do our own tafsir of the verses that we have selected. Our discussions are aided by tafsir resources such as books and videos. The tongue and our ability to speak are gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, what we say may reflect on our manners as good manners are not confined to actions. In hadith related by Al-Bukhari, Muslim and Al-Tirmidhi, Abdullah ibn Amar said, The Prophet never uttered or did an indecency, neither casually nor deliberately. He used to say, the best among you are the best mannered. This week's discussion focuses on watching the tongue, being mindful of what we utter. Ayn will bring us through her selected verse and set the foundation for this week's discussion. Take it away, Ayn. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Okay, uh, I'm going to cover on Surah eh, Ayat Al-Hujarat 49 uh, from Ayat 11 and 12. So the ayat goes like this. O you who have believed, let not a people ridicule another people, perhaps they may be better than them. Nor let women ridicule women, perhaps they may be better than them. And do not insult one another and do not call each other by offensive nicknames. Wretched is the name of disobedience after one's faith. And whoever does not repent, then it is those who are the wrongdoers. The, the next ayat, which is number 12. O you who have believed, avoid much negative assumption. Indeed, some assumption is sin. Do not spy or backbite each other. Would one of you like to eat the flesh of his brother when dead? You would detest it and fear Allah. Indeed, Allah is accepting of repentance and merciful. Okay, so I chose this ayat because uh, recently, <laughs> I was hurt hurt by someone's comments about me behind my back and um, basically that made me reflect if I had done the same thing hurting others by saying behind their back uh, whether truthfully about something of truth or otherwise otherwise so um, my impatience gets the better of me and my bad habit of not filtering of what I say to people in person or behind someone's back is something I really wanted to work on. And I really am, I wanted to repent lah <laughs> and reflect on what I have uh, done up till now. Uh, we will find out what's the meaning of backbiting first. So based on Abu Dawud uh, Hadith, backbiting is defined as mentioning about a person in his absence that he would hate, even if it is a characteristic he possesses. If it's not true, then it's slander. So basically, both backbiting and slander is haram and repent is a must. Okay, so while researching on this, uh, I saw a timely reminder by Sheikh Yaseh Kadir on his Facebook page. It goes like this. Abu Hurairah reported that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was told about a lady who prayed every night and fasted regularly. Generous, but she harmed her neighbours by her speech. Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, there is no good in her. 
she is of the people of hell. He was then asked about a lady who only prays the obligatory prayers and gives crumbs of good cheese as charity, but doesn't irritate her neighbors. So from this hadith, right, we learn that harming others with one's tongue by backbiting and slander or sarcastic remarks and ridicule is a sin that effectively nullifies almost all good deeds, obligatory and uh, nafil. So the fact that a lady who does more than is needed end up in Janam despite all of her other good deeds, right? It's enough a warning to be careful with respect to the rights of others. Uh, the next point is that even though you are in being mediocre in one's worship but taking care to not transgress on the rights of other people is good enough to make it to Jannah. So basically an average Muslim who prays and fasts minimal amounts and avoids the major sins while not harming others has done well. The next point is actually the rights of the neighbour are extremely important in our faith. So we need to expect our neighbours to take care of us and protect and help us. So if we betray that trust, society will actually suffer. Uh, there's a common understanding, misunderstanding that any harm to the creation is the largest sin than any laziness of rituals. So this issue is actually more complicated than that. In this tradition, the lady that ends up in Jana was doing the bare minimum necessary to be the faithful Muslim. We can't compare the abandonment of the prayer with hurting people with one's tongue. The two are separate, separate categories of sins. Yeah, so basically, uh, if you abandon your prayer, it is a sin. But uh, for backbiting, right, it's far easier than to be forgiven if one repents because it deals with the rights of Allah exclusively and Allah is forgiving and merciful. But harming others involves the rights of Allah and the rights of others. So if forgiveness is actually more difficult, even though the gravity of the sin might be lighter than the sin of missing the rituals. So to note, the other uh, point is, is that since many people confuse the two aspects of gravity of sin right, and versus forgiveness of sins, of course, the best person is the one who fulfills the right of Allah with perfection and also fulfills the rights of the creation with perfection. So, uh, better, it's easier to do to sin with Allah than to sin with another person. <laughs> From what I understand. Okay, so we need to strive to be in both categories where we fulfill the rights of the creation for, of both. And success is only sought from Allah alone. Thank you, Ayin, for the insightful sharing. So apart from the verse that uh, Ayin shared, there are actually other various verses in the Quran related to watching the tongue and some of the things Allah said, including uh, included holding the tongue, uh, not passing rumors, as well as avoiding backbiting and slander. One such verse is from Surah Al-Isra, verse 36, uh, which said, And do not pursue that of which you have no knowledge. Indeed, the hearing, the sight, and the heart about all those ones will be questioned. So we should not be speaking of things that we have no knowledge of, um, not private to. We also shouldn't be pursuing investigation of private matters in order to expose the fault of others. Our ears, eyes, and hearts will be accountable for their proper or improper use. Um, in this age of social media, it is really easy for us to fall into such traps. 
we see people on social media being made uh, quote-unquote viral over something that another party is unhappy about, uh, most times we only hear one type of story. If that is not enough, we have Facebook pages dedicated to spreading rumours um, and even allowing followers to partake in slander and backbiting in the comment section. Nauzubillah Mizolik, it really is alarming to see social media users um, participating in such activities without even stopping to think of its implications. And then we also hear of um, how cyberbullying have caused uh, trauma to victims, um, resulting in them being depressed and in the worst case scenario, drove, uh, drove the victims to take their lives by suicide. Being blessed with the gift of our tongue, the ability to speak and listen or hearing also comes with a huge responsibility. So we need to be able to discern what is beneficial for us and what isn't. There are, of course, various factors uh, that contribute to our actions. So when we say or do something hurtful, one of the things that probably drive that motivation to hurt is our emotions. Nat, how do you control yourself from saying things or doing something which you will regret? Um, haha, this is actually, actually, I, I realised when I, okay, uh, citing example from, um, like, workplace, uh, you know how we are always, wouldn't say backbiting, but there's bitching at workplaces. So, I realised if I'm on leave, I usually clear my leave like a long stretch lah. I realised that we do less gossiping and less bitching because you don't, meet your colleagues but when you are working with them every day there will be some who you know just uh, will do things that just irritate you lah but it's um, I try to uh, think of good things but sometimes it's just very difficult <laughs> you know so uh, for me it's like yeah we do complain but we try to steer away from not say still like we we try to, uh, what say like who's news on lah? Think of, um, the positive thing like whatever that person do right. Okay, just think of it as, uh, it's they don't know or like they knew. Cause like, uh, we, I my my workplace has colleagues who are from, overseas. So culturally, sometimes they are not a good fit, but um, we try to understand them and try to see them even okay. So for example, at that moment they are being like uh they irritate you but then you but there are times whereby they are actually quite sweet uh so you you try to think of the good times instead of just focusing on that bad uh that particular time even though most of the time they irritate you but yeah i mean but it's like it's a constant um how do you put it uh it's like a constant work in progress that you need to, you know, constantly remind yourself that uh, whenever you think bad, you have to steer yourself to the right way because, you know, yeah, it's part you, it's also part, like, you know, Shaitan will keep telling you that uh, will, like, hasso-hasso you, right? So you have to uh, try to steer yourself away from that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Nat. I think this, this actually, I have... I don't know whether to put this as it comes naturally to us humans, but we tend, I think there's a part of us that will tend to start talking about others when we are not happy with them. Um, I mean, apart from backbiting, sometimes we tend to excuse our actions, you know, when we mengata in front of them. 
uh, you know, by, you know, when, when we say we mengata, no, it's okay what, we are not gossiping behind you, we mengata, but it's essentially still hurting them. Uh. Mm, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, I mean, it's still sinful uh, because we are infringing their rights and hurting them as well. Oh, yeah, there's so, another, sorry. Mm. There's, yeah, another, okay. there's another thing that I do. I usually, if I really, okay, this is bad lah, but if I really don't like the person, I just ignore them. I Or I try to really minimize my interaction with them so that I don't mm. say things that I, um, I don't want to. So yeah, so, uh, and I will show like a black face lah. I will be, uh, my face will be like just this like RPF face all the time mm. towards them. But it's just that I I will really minimize my contact and don't talk to them unless I really need to, unless it's for work, yeah. So that that's one mm. way I deal with it lah. This is actually, um, how do I put this? It's also, in a way, like building relationship with others. Mm. Yeah, so like, I mean, like, what the, the things that, it's, it's basic, it's our interaction with others lah. So, I guess, I mean, this part of um, communication, you know, by slandering and whatnot, in a way, is, um, it's also, it will also affect one's relationship uh, with uh, with the other party or even with the others. Because, I mean, let's say if we, we participate in that, in that activity, backbiting, uh, probably, you know, initiated by someone, yeah, I'm. You know, the, the the thing that always stops me, right, from participating is also is is this. You know, if they can backbite about that person if, with me, you know, what makes me think that they will not backbite about me to the others as well, lah. So usually, I mean, this is this is what that um this is one of the reasons that always I think like sometimes stop me from participating. But of course, lah, I mean, I mean, as as humans. I can't run away from doing this lah sometimes, you know, because gossiping is very addictive. And I think um I th- I I think most of us will agree lah. You know, when we tend to talk about others, you know, we keep talking and talking about them, but we not even realizing that eh, kita ni macam bagus sangat gitu, mengata pasal orang. So yeah. Um Farah, how about you? What are your thoughts on this? Like, how do you control yourself? Or, you know, from doing, from seeing things or doing something that you will regret? I feel like um, gossiping starts because you, I don't know, because the person thinks that you are better than <clears throat> the person that you're gossiping about. Like, oh, they need what? This thing. And then you always, almost always notice your tone is like, why did, why did she do this? Mm. Why did you do that? So I, I find that maybe one of the ways is to think that we are always like worse off than people. When I say worse off, not in fortunes, but rather in character. Like, um, if you think, you know, you, you want to start gossiping about someone, you just, you know, like, think of yourself and then start to like, pick out lah, I'm not that good either. I do this and this. It's just that Allah has been helping me out by concealing my eye and not um, putting it up for the world to see. So I think that we should always remember that like um, we're not on that person's um, shoes and it's not our eye that is being discussed uh, and that we have to be grateful that um, Allah keeps uh, our eye intact like not um, not for the world to see. Lah. So yeah, that's that always stops me and my track. Like you say, like gossiping is addictive, and talking bad about one person, uh, 
when when the person is not around, is is so easy to do, like things that like you know, um, that you can easily do to his house, yeah. Things that make you sin are so easy to do, as compared to things that will give you reward. So yeah, the struggle is real. Yeah. Um. Even just today, right? Lah. <laughs> I was, I was sitting with my colleague, so we are having tea time. <laughs> so they were discussing about a mutual colleague who they are having trouble working with. So I, I am, I'm not part of their team, so I don't see it. So in my head, lah. Oh no, I keep reflecting. Is this backbiting? Is this backbiting? But I'm not participating. I just listening, you know. Then in my in my head, okay, also feel also feel Is this wrong? Is this wrong? Is this wrong? Because I'm not doing anything. I'm not standing up for the one who who's, who they are speaking about, and I'm not participating. But the thing is, I don't want. I want to know. I want to know what they are talking about. <laughs> it was so difficult. So fast, very difficult. But I really tried. Like because I'm doing on this topic, right? So in my head, like, uh, I should leave. I should leave. I should leave. But then, like, oh, this is too anti- enticing. <laughs> so, in the end, it's back to square one. Ah. So difficult. It is. Ah, to, <laughs> it, it is. I mean, it's very enticing, right? To to be talking about someone, you know, because you you want you just want to hear. It's very juicy. A gossip is always very juicy. But how do you stop yourself from participating in it? And, you know, keep reminding yourself that, you know, this is bad, this is bad. So, like, um, <laughs> I, get, I understand what you mean, lah. Right. Like, okay, I try not to participate as it, I don't want to add on, uh, add on any nonsense, I mean, from my experience, like, because we are all same, un- under the same building. <laughs> but mm-hmm. then, like, you know, I'm not participating. But the thing is, I just, I just want to be there for my colleagues. Hmm. But being there means like listening to them backbiting. I mean, it's true. You see, they are talking about something that is occurring to them. So, so yeah, it's very difficult. It really, really. So that's why. So I think, uh, uh, I hope people can contribute on how they can <laughs> stop us from doing this backbiting. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I attended the Tafsir class. Right. Uh. There's there's something in uh, Surah. Al-Mujadila uh, that says that okay it's uh, quite long it's two verses it's quite long um, it's verses 6 and 7 you can look it at your own time uh, but basically it says that um, uh, on the day when Allah resurrected them and informed them of what they did Allah had enumerated it while they forgot it and Allah is over all things witness so this um, this verse is quite heavy because um He's basically saying that all pertaining to the action is being recorded. Everything that you do on earth will be recorded. Your intention, your intention, eh? And everything else surrounding that action. You don't have to do it. It's just, you have that intention, it's there. Yeah. And enumerated means everything is being taken into account. Your book will be so detailed that you yourself will be shocked. This, this verse simply means to have a private conversation between two or three people in a group setting. And the way to the way to prevent it or to stop it is to be objective and to stop the conversation. Some of the steps can be like, uh, be 
ikhlas in the conversation, objective, and then give advice. So you should have sincerity so that you don't have any um, misjudgment on hurtful remarks. And she also said that refining our adab is a constant mujada, which is a struggle. And I agree. Sometimes we're so used to doing things that um some changes would uh would be very difficult for us to implement in ourselves. Um, to add on to Farah's sharing, right? Actually, there's a following hadith, uh, which I mean, the following hadith stated, um, Abdullah ibn Masud said, "Whoever speaks in defense of a believer when he is being backbitten in his presence will be well rewarded for his action in this life, and in the life to come. And whoever refrains from defending a believer being backbitten in his presence will have a foul recompense in this life and the life to come." So no one eats anything worse than backbiting a believer. If he says something that he knows to be true, that is backbiting. And if he says something which he does not know to be true, so that is malice. So I mean, while we hear Farah, you know, um, Farah sharing earlier, right, about the things that one can do to, you know, when in the presence of someone who is about to backbite, I would like to hear from um from from the rest of us, you know, what, would you do when someone you are with starts to backbite about someone else? Um, maybe we can hear from Mirta. If I don't know the person, I won't participate. Lah. I would just like uh, walk away because it's a waste of my time uh, to, to sit there and listen to about somebody I don't know. But if I know the person, uh, I think usually what I do is... Uh, uh, I listen lah because it's it's also a form of them releasing their anger, releasing their releasing their thoughts, right? And it's like we are we are there to listen, but I guess the right thing to do is not to add to the flame, add to the fire, <laughs> uh, and like not say maybe give the positive aspects of the person so it can balance out the bad, yeah. Mm. Because. Personally, for me, right, when I, I feel that when when a person backbites or slander, it usually comes from a place of uh, anger or hurt, hence the malice towards someone else. Um, but although, I mean, although it comes from that position, I believe this can be changed uh, so that we do not resort to such malicious acts. Um, for me, one of which I feel is to reframe our opinion of the person as well as their actions. Because, I mean, if we are upset with the person, we only think about the negative things that they are doing. We only focus on that. But we stop thinking about the, their good things. So, I, I believe if we start to think about, start thinking about their positive traits or, I mean, who knows all about them, I believe this can probably stop us from backbiting about them. Yeah, but how about the others? Like, um... What what no? What would you do when someone you know when someone starts to backbite? Uh, how about Ain? Okay. Uh, I was it the the video that I shared with you guys. Uh, mm. by Mufti Meng that he was up recently. So basically, how to deal with backbiting, gossip, and slander? He mentioned uh, a story of Aisha, Radiallahu, uh, wife of the Prophet who got slandered for adultery. Uh, who she was accused by the hypocrites lah. So even with this, right, Allah um, used this story to explain, okay, there are four categories of people. When slander comes, uh, some people come in different categories. So category one is people, there's someone whom, who do not want to participate at all. So they straight away throw out, throw out 
of the window by not listening and participating at all. So that's category one. So category two is those who heard it in a closed circle. Uh, so one of the sahaba uh, of the prophet, peace be upon him, was wife, wife, the, 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 the sahabat's wife. So the, the wife was asking, do you think this actually happened? So the husband said, would you do it? Would you uh, be involved in this scandal like this? She said no. So if you don't, if you don't even ever think about of doing this, right? What makes you think Aisha will do it? So he stopped it right there and then and stand up for Aisha and don't proceed further from adding on uh, to the slender. Then category three is those who spread the slander. Then uh, category four is those who created it. So at the end of it, Allah said that every category uh, will receive their portion of punishment. So may Allah forgive us. Okay, this is slander like, which is big. But um, even for backbiting like what Raf said, there comes when backbiting is necessary when justice is needed. Yeah, so for example, uh, in the book, done by uh, islamhouse.com so they did a collation of evils of the tongue okay this book was a very good sharing from ralph thank you ralph for sharing this book for, uh, for, for me because uh, this is a good reminder for me to instill in my brain that did you know did you know the punishment for backbiting and slandering are both very major lah, since in islam so those who do not repent, ah. <laughs> the prophet, peace be upon him, said, On the night that I was taken to Jerusalem, I saw a set of people who were being punished by taking their own fingernails, which were long and metallic, and scraping the flesh of their own faces, and eating it. When I asked Jibril about them, he said, These are people who used to be engaged in backbiting. This is a hadith in Ibn. Ibn Abi Dunya, Kitab Al-Gibah Wanamima. Another punishment <laughs> that you need to remember is that whoever backbite or slander, Allah, the Most High, vows to expose their faults. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O you who believe with your tongue and not your hearts, do not seek after the faults of Muslims, nor pry into their mistake or downfall. For whoever amongst you will investigate the mistake of Muslims, then Allah will go after his mistakes and expose him, even if that mistake was committed secretly in the privacy of his house. Uh, this in, is in the same hadith as mentioned earlier. Yeah. So, uh, I think I need to like print this out. Uh, then like every time I want to talk to my friend, I will look at my... <laughs> look at the punishment and say, okay. Seal, seal, seal my mouth. Seal my mouth. You know, uh, I, sorry. I, 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 I just recall this. There was, uh, you know, the comic Gila-Gila tak? Ah, yeah, yeah. Many, mm. many years ago, I think this was in the 90s, I came across one of the comic strips, right? If I'm not wrong, the the person was eating um, daging manusia tau. Something like that. But the message was very deep ah. Like um, if you you know if you gossip about your relatives, it's as though you're eating their their flesh or something like that. So sampai sekarang, no until now, right? It actually you know it actually leaves a very deep and lasting impression or rather deep deep impact on me. 
because I I I remember that that part like you know each time each time I gossip it's as, it's as if like I'm eating their their flesh, and I don't want to do that lah. Like why would I want to be a cannibal? I think I need to laminate that picture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Meta, you have anything to say? I read about this triple filter test. Uh, that you can apply if people come to you with stories about others. Uh, it's a story between a scholar and his acquaintance. One day, an acquaintance met the great scholar and said, Do you know what I just heard about your friend? Hold on a minute, the scholar replied. Before telling me anything, I'd like you to pass a little test. It's called the triple filter test. Before you talk to me about my friend, it might be a good idea to take a moment and filter what you're going to say. The first filter is the truth. Have you made absolutely sure that what you are about to tell me is true? No, the man said. Actually, I just heard about it and... All right, said the scholar. So, you don't really know if it's true or not. Now, let's try the second filter. The filter of goodness. Is what you are about to tell me about my friend something good? No, on the contrary, the scholar continued. You want to tell me something bad about him, but you're not certain it's true. You may still pass the test though, because there's one filter left. The filter of usefulness. Is what you want to tell me about my friend going to be useful to me? No, not really. Then the scholar concludes, If what you want to tell me is neither true nor good nor even useful, why tell it to me at all? Hmm. So that's the triple filter test. <laughs> Thanks, Rita, for sharing. I think that will be useful uh, for us to post it up on uh, Instagram so that it will be a reminder for us as well. You know, like, when it comes mm. to... When we mentioned about Aib, right? Exposing one's Aib, right? Or rather another person's Aib. I think it is really easy for you to do that, especially with social media, right? You can just go online, post that, hey, I'm really very angry with this person, make them viral, whatever. Most of the time, it comes from you being offended by the other person. Uh, you know, being, you being angry with them or even being angry with uh, someone related to them. So you end up being, you know, uh, end up being the victim or rather guilty by association in that sense. But I think it is really tough for us to actually hold back and rationalize our ourselves during that moment of anger. So, I mean, the social media has good and the bad if you have watched the social dilemma you know lah uh, what's going on with social media and whatnot i mean apart from not participating in such things right would you actually approach you know if you know someone uh, if you know a friend a close friend or maybe a family member who participates in such thing would you actually you know advise them or to go them i open it to the floor to answer so from my my initial hurt that is caused by someone close. Okay, okay. My thoughts uh, at that point of time is that uh, you should have stopped her there and then and uh, defended me. Ah, mm. uh, Defended me like in the case that probably uh, there are certain ways. I don't know what, whatever. Or you know, just stop her from uh, escalating to, to use foul words and that kind of thing. So I thought that was what I would do if someone I know who is backbiting. Okay, lah, that is for me. But it may not be the same for others. <laughs> yeah. It is actually quite tough, eh? 
to to you know you want to do the right thing but you also don't want to offend them but you also know that it's not what they are doing is not right yeah so how yeah how would you yeah. go about doing it or would you even do it in the first place i think it depends eh? because like um for for me personally i don't but you know sometimes when i'm angry for example just a You see, uh, for example, uh, there was one time I wanted to post about this motorbike who parks in the center of the walkway. I wanted to, I was uh, pissed off lah because he was parking like blocking people's way. I wanted to post it online. Then my husband scolded me. So I think it's good when you have a, like a partner or a family member or friend who will remind you. So nowadays what I do is that if I'm angry, yeah, I take a photo, post it in drafts, leave it there. Then after that, yeah, when I open it back, oh, okay, then just leave it off lah. Yeah, so, oh, nice. Huh? Uh, so it, it's just at that moment because you know like nowadays things just go viral so you as much as you want to post you post it in drafts. So at mm. least it's not um, you won't regret it later because there are always consequences to whatever you post. You know, it could affect it could it could actually backfire on you especially now that a lot of people are sharing like uh, where they stay their kids phases and all that so people can just easily track you if you start making things viral that's one of the ways to control ourselves <laughs> be in the circle of good friends <laughs> yeah, and companions yeah uh, you don't feel like uh, you know some people that like they don't participate in all this then they they are <laughs> all yes. Yes. I, I know of <laughs> so, like that, yes. so the meal so soft yeah I, I and they always think like uh, yeah. they always think good of people Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good about people, yeah. And they're always very positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so now, right, now that I am, uh, I have good news. Uh, so, uh, so basically, what my colleague does, right, whenever I get angry at people, <laughs> especially my colleague, my other colleague will say, okay, look at this person. This person has the aura. <laughs> They are the sorry, sorry, sorry. Her face is just berseri and very soft-spoken, like the Ayu kind of woman. So that's quite like, you don't want, how to say ah? Like, like you just want to get a positive person mm. in your mind and get away the ne- negativity and the anger out of you. So that's what my good friends around me has been doing for me. <laughs> that's a good, uh, that's a good example lah. Uh, especially if you... <laughs> You you really need someone like that in your group to you know stop to keep reminding you, right. stop you. Uh, and I think for us, it's actually Mita. Uh, yeah, I always I always find that that Mita is the one who who's like the voice of reason in the. I mean, for me lah, it's a voice of reason. See the other side, is it? <laughs> Provide the other in the other yeah. side of the story. That that lah. But yeah lah, th- uh, yeah, I'm important. But usually I'm the one that that is quiet first, ah. Like quiet, always make the last one, right? <laughs> Once you all start talking, 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 right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, yeah, it is important to surround ourselves with uh with good friends. I mean, okay, I won't say good friends, but um, people with positive energy, lah. Not so important. toxic, right? It's really draining, ah. <laughs> if you you know you surround yourself with. Uh, those with negative energy and then all you do is just backbiting, talk back about others, that kind of thing. You it, It's really very tiring. You can literally feel the energy being sapped out of you. Okay. 
I'm just afraid that we will be running out of time because I mean this is a very I think it's a very interesting topic because it's something that hits close to home. Uh, I mean we are all works in progress, so uh, inshallah, I think we will we will get there. We will. You will be the one. Yeah. With the very bachaya kind of muka, but yeah, inshallah, uh, that we will not participate or participate in such activities. Yes, so thank you, Ayn, for bringing up this topic. And yes, that's it for today's session. Thanks, everyone. Um, if you like our content, please subscribe to our Quran Journey on Spotify. And we are on Instagram as well, uh, same handle, where we share our Quran journaling and mini book reviews. Till our next session, inshallah. Stay safe and take care. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.